Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kathleen and this is This Insecure Life. This week is a little bit less researched um, only because we're going to be talking about the elusive find your passion. Uh, <laughs> so I will link a bunch of articles I've read but nothing is super scientific based. Um, there are some that have some tips in it if you are looking for them but really uh, I just wanted to ramble at you. And this is something that, I mean, I've had conversations with friends over the years about. And to be honest, if someone asks me what I'm passionate about, I usually draw a blank. Um, <laughs> someone asked me a while ago on Tinder and I sort of just like rambled at them about how I don't really have a passion. And then I asked them about theirs and it was very status quo of they're super into fitness and like I don't know I think that was what what it was that fitness was their one passion and I was like look I don't have one I probably have a lot and I probably cycle through them because there is so much in this world to be passionate about and excited about that it doesn't make sense to me to limit myself to one or two things and not only that I don't really subscribe to the idea that you know make what you do every day your passion I think you should do things you like and enjoy and spark excitement every day but I don't necessarily think that the gig that pays your bills needs to be jaw-dropping exciting I think it needs to make you happy enough and needs to not contribute to a whole lot of excess stress in your life, but it gives you freedom to do the other things and explore things that maybe you could be passionate about. Um, so I guess I'll just say that like I've definitely cycled through passions. Um, I don't... I definitely, I feel like one of my first passions, if you were to ask my family, was probably boys. Um, I was very into boys at a very young age, uh, asking my sister's uh, male friends to dance with me or hang out with me or do things for me. Um, I was very infatuated with them, but <laughs> I don't really know if that counts. Um, and then... I just sort of did random stuff like for a very long time I just did things in cycles of, of about two years where it was like I was really into soccer for two years I was really into synchronized swimming for two years I was really into math ironically um, I did dance for a couple years but there's all sort of cycled out and the truth is I'm still really into most of those things I'm not crazy about soccer, um, but it was fun to play, and I made some decent friends for that for that time period. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting to me that I don't have sort of that one thing that I come back to, and I know it makes it hard for other people. I think when I say that that I'm not passionate about one thing. I think what I'm passionate about, and this is 
why I have such a wide scope in my interest and in the things I do and in the things that I enjoy is that I really just want to soak up everything life has to offer. Um, and maybe that's contrite, I don't know, but there is so much to experience in this world that to decide at 15 or 20 or 22 or 31 that I'm going to just go after X because it excites me doesn't make any sense because the truth of the matter is that excitement is going to wear off. Uh, <laughs> relationships change, feelings change, the newness and that sort of shininess of whatever it is, the object, the book, the fandom, it all sort of fades away. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's just the reality of who we are as humans and who I am as a human. And deciding that that one thing is going to be the be all and end all and categorize my life by it just has never worked with me but I know that can be very confusing and jarring to people which is why I thought maybe I should just ramble at you about it because different perspectives are great and that's not to say that like I look down on people who have those solid passions sometimes I really envy that experience because you know what you want you know what you really love and what fills you up and it can be hard to have likes across genres or industries or I don't know what the appropriate term is <laughs> uh, that that sort of run the gamut because it makes it hard to to focus um, I definitely am a creative person and I always have been but my creativity is honestly through my style, my bead, I make jewelry, I paint, I sew, uh, I write, I, I think that creativity comes out in how I interact with people, how I decorate my apartment, um, the way my brain functions in general, right? So there are aspects that really get me excited and room to explore is one of them. But if someone would be like, you could only choose one medium to be creative in, what would it be? I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose one. I couldn't choose one. I would feel stifled at that point. And I think that's where we need to be careful is we need to let the air into whatever the passion is or whatever the passions are so that they can actually breathe and thrive and grow and we are okay with accepting the change that evolves with that. And the focus on capitalizing off your passion I think can be really dangerous in a society that is capitalistic because as soon as you ascribe a money worth 
right? You put a dollar sign over something. That changes how we feel about it, regardless of whether we want to change how it feels about it. It just happens. Um, I definitely have been not super crazy about something and then seen the price tag and been like, hell yeah, I'll buy that. Like, it's $10, why not? And it's like, well, because it didn't, to Marie Kondo it it didn't spark joy right that first time but as soon as you drop that price tag it's like yeah that sounds awesome and I also think that pigeonholing ourselves into one passion makes us two-dimensional in a lot of ways right we become character caricatures (laughs) um, of ourselves so um, caricature is like if you sit down with a, an artist and then they make those pieces of your image that are a little bit unique to who you are stand out, right? So I got it done once and I had really big buck teeth and crazy curly hair and all those little things stand out. So I think if we just focus on one thing, it can become like that. And then people just sort of expect that of us and don't see the dimension in our character, in our personality, in our other interests. Whew. Sometimes I talk really fast. Um, (laughs) But that's not to say that I don't think passions are important. I think getting excited about life is amazing. And I just think there's so much about life to get excited about. And this is my non-depression brain talking to you because um on the days or the times or the weeks or the months that my depression brain is acting up I don't necessarily feel like this those things are still there but they aren't necessarily about excitement right um they're about comfort and so I can get really excited. I got, I, I can, I did. I got really excited when the Gilmore Girls had their revival on Netflix. Gosh, three years ago now, I guess. Um, it was amazing to see where the story was, how the characters were, but I routinely just rewatch Gilmore Girls because it's a comfort to me. And I still get excited about the things that happen and the storylines and the characters and the people and knowing how it all ends, so to speak, right? I can still get really excited about that, but there's a different comfort to it on those days or times that are a little bit harder. And so it's not it's not an easy... You're going to be passionate about something all the time. It's like any relationship. It's going to take some work and it's going to drive you. But if we focus too much on labeling, on sort of the hustle that's involved in the passion, you lose it, right? This is similar to, it's such a weird analogy that I'm going to make. But it's similar to how adults approach food versus babies and toddlers. Until they're taught to 
portion control, are you eating too much, are you eating not enough, um, until they get those sort of quote-unquote rules of food, they eat when they're hungry, they stop when they're not, if they don't like something, they don't eat it and they move on, and for the most part, as long as they're getting enough calories, they're doing okay, they're not hurting themselves in any way and they just do this without thinking it's natural it's it's inherent to who they are as humans as mammals and there's that curiosity in their growth right they want to move they want to reach their toy across the room they're excited about it they're motivated about it they're curious about it so that's why they start crawling they ask so many questions growing up because everything is exciting and everything is new. And I think we just need to come back to that approach, right? You never really are going to experience everything. There's that Friends episode, right? Where Phoebe gets possessed by the woman who dies and she says she's not leaving until she's experienced everything. And the truth is we can't. We have a limited amount of time on this earth we have limited scopes about where we can go and what we can do and who we're going to meet. We can't do everything. But if we approach everything with excitement, if we approach everything with this kind of sparkly-eyed curiosity, <laughs> it's possible to experience a lot. And Experience also includes our own bodies, right? Our own bodies, our own emotions, and fully experiencing them. So allowing yourself to feel things. You can be passionate about that. Be passionate about moving your body and like that guy I talked to, be super into fitness. But how else can we move our bodies, right? Is it exciting or intriguing or curious about how different hugs feel with different people because to me that's crazy it is crazy that the same function in the body right you open your arms up you're exposing your chest and your heart and you wrap your arms around someone else can feel really good with some people and really bad with other people and just kind of awkward or unnecessary with others right so there's this weird energy play that happens and there are people that I get stoked to hug because they're really fucking good huggers and it feels really good to be hugged by them and to hug them and there's other people that I don't want to hug ever again in my life but I wouldn't know that if I never hugged them to begin with and like most things we've gotten a little bit off track kind of I guess I don't know um <laughs> It's such a weird and obscure and just sort of ephemeral topic that it's bound to happen. I guess my point is that my passion seems to be just a passion for experience and life. And I think when I get into those depression brain settings, it's because I've been in a pattern for far too long. I love routine in a lot of ways, but it also makes me very complacent 
And I need to be pushed out of that comfort zone. And then when I'm pushed out of that comfort zone, it's scary, but it also feels really good. And I can see myself changing and blooming and enjoying what's happening. Even if sometimes the words that I say <laughs> don't match out. Um, it is this cycle that I have for myself. And... I do want to learn everything I can learn or as much as possible. So this like, there's, um, it used to be seven pillars in Moto, but I think they've brought it down to six now. Anyways, there's these pillars in the yoga community and it's always like, which one is your favorite is typically one of the questions they ask for all the yoga teacher trainings and I always just come back to live to learn because I think if I'm have my heart set on living to learn I'm going to experience passion and I'm going to experience people and I'm going to experience myself and discover more about me and maybe that's really selfish that like my passion is myself but I also think it's kind of rad because for years I've been <laughs> extraordinarily self-deprecating and lacking any type of self-esteem so being able to acknowledge that maybe my passion is me and my growth and my path is better than recognizing that my passion is sewing or reading and those aren't bad passions to have. I fucking love both those things. I really enjoy reading. I get satisfaction from finishing a really good book. I cry. I laugh. It changes me in those instances too. But there's something to be said about sort of taking a vested interest in who I am and knowing deep down that that growth is really important and sometimes you know sometimes the growth isn't gonna happen constantly or overnight sometimes it takes five years of being in a hellish place in yourself to come out of it and start to thrive and start to recognize that it's okay um that you don't have a passion like a lot of people and that you want to adjust based on what's happening with you versus sort of this narrative we're told, right? We're told that we should have these passions. We're told we should be passionate about something and sort of run with it. And I've done that. Don't, please don't get me wrong. I've, I've done the <laughs> really hardcore fandom thing. I mean, I skipped school for multiple Harry Potter movies and book releases and I dressed up and watched all three extended episodes in a theater um with the final episode of Lord of the final episode final movie um Return of the King when it came out I was in theater at midnight and watched that and went to bed at like 4am and I wore an Arwing costume and um had an Arwen tiara at my grade 12 graduation <laughs> that is stunning and I have zero regrets about 
Um, and I still love it and I still get value from that part of my life and that excitement is still there. But I've also moved on, right? Um, I used to really fucking be into watching trash CW shows and live blogging them. And and I mean like transcribing them as they're happening and live blogging the transcriptions because people really like that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, things change. Um, one of the previous episodes is called Adapt and Thrive and I think that is ultimately what this is about and what finding your passion is about and letting your passion evolve because maybe maybe you're really into makeup right you're 10 years old and you just start playing with your mom's makeup and you get really into it and so you start collecting 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 and eventually that evolves into a job as a makeup artist and then eventually that evolves into um something more with props in movies or theater that wouldn't have been there if you weren't initially attracted and excited about this visual transformation on the face, right? So there's giving space. I will read out a couple ways that um, some articles have said you can try and discover your passion. Um, Just because I think there are people who are going to want to and I don't want to dissuade you you got to do you and you're going to work in the best way possible for you to do that at each moment in time um so this is from oprah.com says love everything you do kind of what I talked about and how I try to approach things or at least I have been recently uh (laughs) this is a fun tip actually look at your book collection magazines dvds cds and credit card statements notice any themes I don't really have themes across mine if you're gonna if I'm gonna be honest I did read a lot of nonfiction in the last year but I've started to ease back into fiction a little bit of historical fiction sort of always some fantasy but there's nothing that necessarily jumps out Uh, what do you love to talk about learn about and or teach others about I mean I answered that for you guys for myself but is there something that jumps out for you I am not a good small talk person. This is where I struggle in dating. I hate small talk. I don't enjoy it. Jumping into random conversations doesn't work. I think if things flow with someone, that's great. If you have to force it, it's just like not my jam. Uh, Quit talking and start doing is their last thing. And it's just saying to do the things that you're passionate about every day, right? And continuing to learn. Helpful advice. And I think that leads me back to where I am about passions, which is kind of fun, to be honest. Um, This is a weird article that I will post, but it's from The Telegraph um, in the UK. And so it has ask yourself three simple questions. Don't presume that your passion should be your job. 
work at what you hate doing. Super helpful just for life in general, especially if you're looking at uh, work situations. Sometimes you can craft the things you do want to do based on the things you hate doing. So good, good life tip. <laughs> Find things you're mediocre at. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's a good one, actually. Read, read that section. It mentions Steve Jobs. Um, forget the eureka moment. Remember what you loved doing as a child. Always come back to that. I think if we can focus in on some of the childhood things that we're into, it can be really helpful. Or just embracing a childlike mindset um, when approaching life in certain situations. Uh calling it the beginner's mind is a very yoga term, but it's a really good place to start. Uh, create something brand new and then try visualization. So I'm again, I'm going to post all the articles that I've sort of read or skimmed through that could be helpful. Um, the one article that I was a little bit not sure if I wanted to read because it's called how to find your passion as an adult. It's from the everygirl.com actually has some some good advice and some interesting advice and so um it talks about energy right and we've i think i think i've talked about energy before and we've talked about energy before but essentially just says this this article states that passion is energy and so um the quote they cite is from oprah what what apparently oprah's all about that passion um, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. And so that to me, that just comes back to that focus can change and shift. And we have to be open to that and share those shifts um, with ourselves first. Acknowledge them, get excited about them. And then move into sort of the next phase of whatever that passion is. But we're only here for such a limited time that we should be excited about life and waking up. And I don't say that in a positivity only mindset. I know I'm using the word should and really I am trying to remove should from my vocabulary. But if you are in a state where you're waking up every day, and I say this having been there, and sometimes even in the last month still being there, not every day I wake up and I'm fucking pumped to be awake. Sometimes it's just a getting through type of thing. But what it has helped is building in moments that either excite me or delight me or give some kind of comfort. So having a cuddle session with Bobbin. Um, I dairy doesn't super sit well with me, but I've started to have a small carton of milk so that I can have a cup of black tea. I guess it's not black if I'm putting milk in it. A cup, but no. I mean like an Earl Grey, a <laughs> orange pico, a, a black tea. Um, with with milk in it because that's my comfort right and so building in those moments of excitement or delight or things to look forward to even on the hard days that you wake up and you're not excited to be waking up um 
have been really helpful. And so recognizing if we jump back to sort of 15% is better than nothing, right? Finding those moments, those tiny, tiny moments that eventually stack up and help us get through so that we can get back to excitement and passion and drive and having high energy and letting the lows come when they come, right? Sometimes we're not passionate about anything and it's really okay. Whew. Maybe I'm passionate about passion. <laughs> um, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to stop talking at you. Uh, I am hoping to release in the next few days my first attempt at a meditation on Patreon. So if you're interested in that, please um, go and support me. If it is in your wheelhouse and you're able to, never ever extend yourself. If you can't, you come first, always. Um, what you can do is subscribe, rate, review, uh, follow me on social media, send me an email, reach out, whatever jives with you. If you want to peace out, peace out. Let's just all try to remember it is just life. And if you'd like to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.